Why is the clear language of our Constitution so difficult for some people to understand? Article 2, Section 1 of our Constitution states, The executive power shall be vested in a President of the United States of America. We keep running up against challenges to this fundamental principle of our system of government, from the continuing garbage prosecution of General Michael Flynn to last Friday's effort by a temporary Manhattan U.S. attorney's effort to appoint himself a higher authority than the Constitution. I'm Gail Trotter, host of The Gail Trotter Show. I'm a liberty-loving and tyranny-hating lawyer based in Washington, D.C. My goal is to keep you informed and to be your advocate in your nation's capital. I have three points that I want to share with you about the firing of Manhattan's U.S. attorney last Saturday. Point one. Just let's go through the facts of what happened at the Southern District of New York, the Federal Prosecution Office. Now, it's very important to understand that United States attorneys are federal prosecutors, so they're in charge of enforcing federal law. There are many offices spread across the country. Every state has at least one federal prosecution office. Some states that are larger have several. That's the case in New York. It's a larger state, so it's broken down into districts. And in New York, we're talking uh, on this news story about the Southern District of New York. So United States attorneys are federal prosecutors who run the offices. So there's a United States attorney who runs the office of the Southern District of New York, and they are all presidential appointees. So Attorney General Bill Barr met with the temporary U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York on Friday. So he had this meeting with Jeffrey Berman. Now Jeffrey Berman was a temporary a person to this position. He was not nominated by President Trump. He was not confirmed by the Senate. It's a stopgap measure when that when a position opens up, you have to have someone step in and take over the duties of that position. But that person has not been nominated by the president and that person has not been confirmed by the Senate. And that's what we have in this situation with Jeffrey Berman. So Attorney General Barr met with Jeffrey Berman. He expressed that the president had identified a permanent replacement for Berman. Jay Clayton. Jay Clayton is currently the chairman of the Securities and Exchange Commission. So when you have a vacancy, you have somebody who steps in for a temporary position, temporarily fulfilling the roles of that office, and then in regular order, the president is supposed to, if he wants to, support uh, appoint nominate someone else, and then that person goes through the Senate confirmation process. So Barr told Berman, who's the temporary U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, that the president had identified someone, Jay, um, Jay Clayton, who is the chairman of the SEC, and understand that where the Southern District of New York's federal prosecution office is located, it oversees Wall Street, which is where all of these companies have their big financial transactions going on, and the SEC is overseeing the entire country, but in particular Wall Street, where a lot of these activities go on. 
So it may, makes a lot of sense that Jay Clayton would be nominated to be the, the head federal prosecutor in the Southern District of New York because he's had a lot of experience dealing with enforcement of SEC crimes against uh, actors who are defendants. So it's a natural fit for him to be there. There has been criticism of Jay Clayton that he has never served as a federal prosecutor, but a lawyer is a lawyer. And he, obviously, Jay Clayton, has served at the highest levels of government, very smart man, former New York lawyer, so he's familiar with that area. And Barr announced on Friday afternoon that Jeffrey Berman, the temporary U.S. attorney, would be stepping down. That shouldn't be controversial. Shouldn't be a big issue. Shouldn't be. It would be a news story because you're having someone step down, which means there's a vacancy and that's going to be filled. But you wouldn't believe the scandal that broke out from Barr announcing that Jeffrey Berman was stepping down. So Berman unbelievably, I mean, it just boggles the mind, he issued a public statement from the office of the Southern District of New York U.S. Attorney saying that, quote, he had no intention of resigning my position, which judges appointed him to have this position. He asserted, I will step down when a presidentially appointed nominee is confirmed by the Senate. Then Jeffrey Berman makes this dramatic statement, quote, until then, our investigations will move forward without delay or interruption. I cherish every day that I work with the men and women of this office to pursue justice without fear or favor and intend to ensure that this office's important cases continue unimpeded. Who said anybody was impeding these cases? I'm going to link down below to the Friday statement by temporary U.S. Attorney Jeffrey Berman. Barr responded to Jeffrey Berman's impertinence with a letter letting Jeffrey Berman know many things. One of the things, the most important thing, Barr let Berman know, he's fired, he's out, you're fired. And secondly, he expressed to Jeffrey Berman that he was surprised and disappointed by Berman's public statement. He talks about how they had met on Friday and this was a surprising development. For sure, for sure. Barr further said in this letter to Jeffrey Berman that he had offered Berman plum jobs to Berman in, so that he would have something else to do when he stops being the temporary U.S. attorney. He offered the assistant attorney general for the civil Divi division at the Department of Justice, which is a big deal. And also he offered him to consider being an SEC chairman, which, as you recall, is what Jay Clayton was doing before he was identified by President Trump to possibly fill the U.S. attorney position in the Southern District of New York. So I think Bill, Par Bill Barr puts it so aptly. He says, quote, you have chosen public spectacle over public service. And no truer words could be said about this situation. Now, he notes that his smear that cases might be compromised, Bill Barr in his letter to Jeffrey Berman, he says, quote, 
Your statement also wrongly implies that your continued tenure in the office is necessary to ensure that cases now pending in the Southern District of New York are handled appropriately. This is obviously false. I fully expect that the office will continue to handle all cases in the normal course and pursuant to the department's applicable standards, policies, and guidance. Going forward, if any actions or decisions are taken that office supervisors conclude are improper interference with a case, this info should be provided immediately to Michael Horowitz, the Department of Justice's Inspector General, who I am authorizing to review any such claim. The Inspector General's monitoring of this situation will provide additional confidence that all such cases will be continued to be decided on the law and the facts. I'm going to link down below to Bill Barr's letter to Jeffrey Berman. So what was the response? It's ping pong back and forth. Jeffrey Berman issued another pu uh, public statement from the perch of the U.S. Attorney uh, website for the Southern District of New York. And he says, quote, in light of Attorney General Barr's decision to respect the normal operation of law and have D.U.S.A. Audrey Strauss become acting U.S. Attorney, I will be leaving the U.S.A. office for the Southern District of New York effective immediately. I'm going to link down below to this second public statement by Jeffrey Berman. So those are the facts surrounding what happened on Friday. My second point to share with you is that our Constitution is crystal clear that all executive power is vested in the president, even a president that the elites, the media, and the Democrats revile. They might even say that he's deplorable. The left does not like the text of the Constitution and instead prefers a living Constitution, taking away the power of the voter and vesting it in the decisions of judges. They prefer to make up rights rather than to convince voters to enact the public policy that the left prefers. And yet here is another example of that. They hate President Trump. They revile him. They want to do everything they can to prevent him being successful in any possible way. And anything that he does, because they have Trump derangement syndrome, they see as an affront, as a scandal, as an impropriety, probably illegal, definitely impeachable. And they want to do everything they can to cause a, uh, a conflagration over the normal functioning of the president and the Department of Justice and all the other agencies that he oversees. But they can't get around the Constitution. The Constitution says all executive power, like, for example, executing the law, being in charge of the federal prosecutors, being in charge of the Department of Justice, all of the executive power is vested in the president, even a president that you don't like. So that is a critical issue to remember when we're talking about all these things that come up and you get screaming headlines about how President Trump is doing the wrong thing and it violates the law and it's an affront against the system of, of justice. That is not true, and there could not be a better example of this than the firing of Jeffrey Berman, who thought that he was a law to himself, a law above the Constitution, 
And that's really scary to think of someone being in a federal prosecutor position who doesn't follow the law about his very authority in the first place. My third point to share with you today is that the allegations of Jeffrey Berman and the media and the Democrats and the left and everybody who hates Trump, the allegations of impropriety or illegality or anything else like that, that those are completely unfounded and they're actually very harmful to suggest that those things are going on. Now, Bill Barr considered removing Jeffrey Berman last year, but he paused that, according to reports, when Lev Parnas and Igor Fruman were indicted for alleged efforts to funnel foreign money into U.S. elections. I'm going to link down below to the Wall Street Journal article that gives this information. And this is important to note because even if the president has the right to decide to move some, remove someone with cause, without cause, whatever, and at whatever time he wants to do, and there can be many factors going on into why a president would want to remove someone that he has nominated and fill the position with somebody else, sometimes there are political considerations to not act, even though you have the power, and that's what this Wall Street Journal article seems to be suggesting, is that they thought they were going to relieve Jeffrey Berman, who is the temporary U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, but they paused that because there were indictments coming out against these two guys who were affiliated somehow with Rudy Giuliani, and of course, there may have been a desire to make sure that there was no, not even an appearance of impropriety. So I'm going to link down below to that Wall Street Journal article. I'm also going to link down below to The Hill, which has an article entitled, More Than 100 Former Manhattan Prosecutors Condemn Berman Firing. In this letter that this Hill article references, these 100 former Manhattan prosecutors say that they, quote, deplore Trump and Barr firing Berman without cause. They go on to say it's an attack on the concept that investigations should be conducted in a nonpartisan manner. They are politicizing an office that for more than 200 years has remained apolitical and are undermining confidence in our criminal justice system, end quote. The letter goes on to say, the impartial administration of justice is what distinguishes the United States from authoritarian regimes around the world and is fundamental to our democracy. The president and the attorney general have put this long and important tradition at risk. How absurd. That's me. That's not them. Them saying this about President Trump and Attorney General Barr is crazy. It doesn't even pass the smell test. So where the president is executing his constitutionally given authority to be the executive and appoint, nominate, get his appointees confirmed through the Senate for these key high-level positions, they're trying to aver to say that there's some impropriety just because President Trump fired him and the facts go against their allegations. 
I'm going to link down below to an excellent article by Andy McCarthy. I link to him a lot because he is very knowledgeable, particularly about things dealing with federal prosecutions. He's a former federal prosecution prosecutor. He served in the very office, the Southern District of New York, that this entire news event is based on. So he is very knowledgeable and very thoughtful about these issues. So I'm going to link down below to his piece. He says essentially that Democrats are trying to scandalize Berman's firing. I could not agree more. And he talks about how the woman who's going to replace Berman temporarily until President Trump can nominate and get his choice confirmed by the Senate, Audrey Strauss was second in command to Jeffrey Berman. She's going to be stepping in to fulfill this role. And Andy McCarthy makes the point that Audrey Strauss worked on the Iran-Contra Independent Council investigation. Andy McCarthy says no one could credibly accuse her of being in the tank for a Republican president. Great point, because the prosecution, the Iran-Contra prosecution, went against Republican President Ronald Reagan. So I think it makes sense to go through Andy McCarthy's iteration of the facts that contradict the left, the elites, the media, the Democrats saying that there's something improper about this filing. No one stopped the prosecution of Michael Cohen, who was President Trump's lawyer. No one stopped the prosecution of Lev Parnas and Igor Fruman. No one stopped the prosecution of the Turkish financial institution Halk Bank. And two of the Turkish dictator's uh, top people were convicted in relation to the investigation of this Turkish bank. Annie McCarthy in his piece also makes the important point that the president can decide tactically in view of foreign policy whether to go after certain foreign countries or agents of certain foreign countries as a part of his overall foreign policy and he cites that, quote, Obama undermined a terrorism investigation of Hezbollah because it would have complicated his Iran nuclear deal. So I think that's an important piece, too. But we don't even have to worry about that here because in relation to the Turkish bank, that investigation went on and people were convicted from information from that investigation. And then Andy McCarthy, being the tough New Yorker that he is, talks about the environment of the Southern District of New York and how the people who work there, they don't have to have those jobs. They could go get a job at a law firm. They could do something else. So they're not, they're not the type of people who are going to be pressured to change their opinions on things because they fear losing their jobs. And I think that's an important point that Andy McCarthy wrote. I'm going to quote from his piece. If someone tried to interfere in their work, they would have no compunction about objecting. And in New York, going public against the Trump administration, if there were colorable reasons to allege wrongdoing, would be perceived by the legal community and the media as an act of heroism and rewarded as such. He notes, out, notes also that none of the people involved in this escapade is a shrinking violet. And I think that that is definitely true. I spent a summer working in New York in the legal community, 
and there is no love lost and between that community and President Trump and his administration. And certainly these are people who are very smart and very professional, and they want to make sure that they are doing their jobs. And as Bill Barr's letter pointed out, if anyone sees anything wrong, they can immediately report it to the inspector general who has now been empowered in particular to oversee and make sure that nothing is um, improper about the way the Southern District of New York functions. So let's just get to the bottom line here. The president nominates United States attorneys. They serve at his pleasure. For a temporary United States attorney to assert that he is above the Constitution is an affront to the very law that he derives his power from and is supposed to protect. The left's effort to scandalize this firing is absurd and typical. It surprises no one. It's part of their desire to try and take out President Trump. However, unfortunately for them, they lack even a shred of evidence that anything is amiss. The only side trying to publicize the removal of Jeffrey Berman is the left. Anyone who would try to hold himself above the law should not be given the privilege of enforcing the law against others. Join with me on social media in praising President Trump and Attorney General Barr for more swamp draining. Subscribe to my show below, hit the bell, and comment down below. Let me know what topics you would like me to cover next. Thanks for listening to The Gail Trotter Show, right in D.C. Be sure to sign up for her mailing list on her website, gailtrotter.com. And also follow her on Twitter, at Gail Trotter, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe now, it's easy. Thanks for listening. Share the truth. Share The Gail Trotter Show.